0: You know today I want to talk about ungodly strongholds and 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 we talked about last week what a man thinks in his heart so is he and and how that pattern of thinking uh it's it's kinda of like uh what a what you eat you become you know hey mr cinnamon roll I see ya, you know whatever and, and what we think so are we and if we're not careful we can become deceived and and we know that the word of God says. That we lean on God with all of our understanding. We, we, we don't uh, say, you know, I've got it all together. I know everything. And sometimes we know not to say that, but that's what we do in our life. Um, and to rely on God's word is more than just, you know, lip Talking, you know, just talking. It's trusting in the tough times. So in this next season, when we're talking about strongholds as kind of this, this kind of, and last week, kind of an introduction into this year, it's not a New Year's resolution, but it's a new pattern of thinking. It's a system of thinking and not maybe tearing down the pattern of thinking that caused us to be in a certain spot in our life. You, you can't solve the problem with the same thinking that created the problem. You've got to come outside of that thinking and go, okay, okay. And the Word of God gives us the answers to that. We know that words change our thinking. Now, here's where we, we're missing it. We've been hearing things that are setting itself up against the Word of God. And words we know just because we, we wrote it down on this little banner over here and we, we refer it to the Word of God changes our thinking. So this this year is a different year than 2020. I don't care if the same thing happened last year, this year is different. Why? Because now, this beginning of the year, we set ourselves up to look and to expect the goodness of God in our life more than ever before. The Word of God changes our thinking, and when our thinking changes, it changes our emotions. That's where we're at. To thinking, changing our emotions. When our emotions change, we're not emotionally driven. Emotion. It, those emotions want to put us in a motion, in a direction that a lot of times we shouldn't be going in. And in number one, emotion is coupled with, boo! That's fear. Ooh, okay, okay, we'll go... When our emotions change, our choices change. And when our choices change, you know, you know the whole year of some of your choices, well, I'm glad for grace. Because our our choices, we can be forgiven today of past choices that we messed up. But today, think about it as this. When your emotions change, your choices change. When your choices change, what happens? Your habits, then your character And then your destiny changes. I don't like where I'm at, Pastor. Well, then back up and start thinking, what what am I thinking about? What is is going into my brain? I'll I'll tell you right now that a lot of times when you listen to the news, I'm not here to go, the one-eyed demon, you know, get away from that. The TV. But let me say, Watch what's going into your mind, because if you're not careful, it's always doom and gloom coming at you. And I'm talking 2015, let alone 20. So, so watch what's going in. So this morning, I, I could sum it up in this sentence. This is trust is essential to our relationship with God. The, this message today that I'm going to preach on is overcoming mental strongholds and trusting in God. Walk with Jesus as he releases grace to be free, freeing for us all. That the freeing of the strongholds that maybe we've developed in our life, that right now you're probably going, I don't know if I have any strongholds in my life. Watch out. You know, it, it, there's something about trust. You know, when when you're trusting something, you know, you it, it, a relationship without trust is like a phone without service. You're just playing games. I'll be here all hour. All right. I heard about two older men, and they were kind of bragging about their memory, and, and one guy goes, I've got a good memory. I, I can... T- and they were sitting at the park and they looked over and there's an ice cream truck. And he goes, I'm going to go get an ice cream. What do you want? He said, I'll take a vanilla strawberry. And the guy says, I like chocolate and almond. And he goes, "Then what did you want? He says, Vanilla strawberry. He says, Okay, I got it. And the guy yelled, You might need to write it down because you'll forget it. <laughs> I can trust my memory. So he goes over and it was a long line, about 30 minutes' wait. he gets back to the other older man with two hot dogs. And his friend says, and you forgot the mustard? <laughs> Alright, enough of jokes. But lighten you up a little bit. Turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. I encourage you this year to do something different. It might be to bring your Bible with a pen that you can underline, put notes in the margin... It might be that you uh, bring a notebook and a pen and write down. It might be that you take your phone and put it on airplane mode. <laughs> and, and get your notebook, you know, notepad out and begin to type notes. So that you can, again, reprocess this. You know, it, it's not, you know, you know, common sense is not common practice. And, and we've got to get over that. We've, we've got to say, you know, what is it that is working in my life that I forget these things? In 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, Paul's talking to the early church, and he says this, For we live in the world, that's right, we are all here in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power, here's the purpose, to demolish strongholds. And we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge, the knowledge, can you just say the knowledge of God with me? The knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I think it's pretty interesting that it says to take captive. It doesn't say even to destroy, but to take it captive. You will not control my life. Now, turn over to Proverbs 21, verse 22. We're talking about strongholds. And again, those mental strongholds, the patterns that are being played out in our mind, like a software in the background that a lot of times we don't know how it works, but it's constantly working. It's, it's directing us. It's guiding us. And in Proverbs twenty-one, twenty-two, it says, One who is wise can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. It's talking about world changers and how wisdom will allow a person to rise against the surpassing obstacle of a stronghold and to pull down a fortification in which the enemy trusts. This morning, again, I want you to get this, and I'll give you a... Some definitions and and I want you to kind of remember these, if not write them down, so that the context of the message will will again flow in, in what the the Word of God says. The strongholds that i 'm going to talk about today are whatever note this it's whatever fill in the blank whatever people trust in other than God now. now <laughs> It's always been a trust issue all through the Scripture. If it if it starts with believing that you know Jesus is the Son of God, that He can die for mankind, if we put our trust, we have eternal life. That's that's trusting. It's trusting that we do things that it it does. You know, there's a way that seems right unto man that leads unto death. That that sometimes leaning on our own understanding. It doesn't make sense, but to trust God, to say, we're going to put God first in our finances? that, that does not or, or that we're going to walk in love with people that really aren't lovely to us? <laughs> to trust the Word of God for our lives is going to be... <laughs> you know, just, I, I tell you what, a very elementary trust is to believe the Word of God in its entirety as absolute truth. You know, trusting God in the the Word of God, we always want to kind of tiptoe around. We read real fast over things that we <clears throat> kind of painful. You know what I mean? I don't know about that. So I'm gonna let's talk about heaven when I don't have to deal with all of you. <laughs> it's always about trust. Think about this in, in, in Hebrews chapter eleven. You know, faith is being sure of the things we hope for, certain of the things we do not see. But it says you can't even please God without faith. Faith is the essential element of trust. You have to trust God. And everything that sets itself up against the goodness of God is trying to war against you believing that God can take care of that situation in your life. Whatever. Fill in the blank. Think about this. If you put it this way, trusting reflects God's faithfulness through my trust. That's what trusting is. It reflects God's goodness. It reflects His faithfulness. The way that I trust. That's why it's essential. See, if you think about passages of Scripture, you know, here's how the, the strongholds begin in our life. When somebody will say, I don't know about that you know what i mean it it's always the um fear doubt and unbelief it's the garden of eden where the serpent says did god really let's reason did god really say that you know there's a lot of people and let's 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 just get real here there's a lot of people that say um and a lot of groups that are in in our world that try to regulate how much money a person should have. You know, all the the money needs to be spread out and all this, you know. But, But anything, how much, let me just ask you this, how much money is too much for somebody? There is no amount. It comes back to the matter of trust with God. That's why the rich young ruler, remember he had an issue. God said, whoa, whoa, whoa. And now, before you that have been in the church a while say what the issue was, he says, this is the whatever that's in your life that's keeping you from trusting me. When there were people in the Bible that were very wealthy, they could handle that and not allow a stronghold to develop in their life on wealth and being their God. Think about this, in Mark chapter 10, the rich young ruler, remember, and it says, you go and sell everything and give your possessions to the poor. There's people that will build that up and and cause them to to stumble because it goes on, and here's the point in verse 24 of chapter 10, when, when Jesus tells his disciples about this issue, that it is hard for a wealthy person to enter into the kingdom of God, and, and it's almost, he said, almost impossible. You could, you could read that. And the disciples were amazed and said, how? Because they considered themselves, I'm sure, as blessed. But, but when he gets down to verse 23, it says, And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, With what difficulty will those who possess wealth and keep on holding it to enter into the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed and bewildered and perplexed at its words. But Jesus said to them, Listen, children, how hard is it for those who trust? The Amplified puts it as a kind of a definition. For those who trust, they place their confidence, their sense of safety, and riches to enter the kingdom of God. In other words, those people that are, that are wealthy a lot of times, their stronghold in their life can be the wealth that they possess. Have you ever tried to take something from a child that you know, they're, they're playing with? Mine, mine. You ever tried to go to a senior citizen and take some of their retirement? Mine, mine. Do, do you hear what I'm saying? I'm saying that when we develop strongholds in our life, it's whatever we put our trust in other than God. Now, some of you are here going, I don't have much money, so I'm good on that. No strongholds in my life. Hold on. See, the Bible says this, the eyes of the Lord roam throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are committed to Him. Again, it's a matter of trust. We live in a world, we're not of the world, but we're in the world. And the culture that we live in wants us to think a lot of times opposite than what God says. God's eyes are roaming throughout the world to strengthen those that, whose hearts are committed. So this morning, if you're here and you go, you know what? It, just in a humble heart, say, God, I, I don't have this all together. And there might be some things in my life that have developed, but I need you to strengthen me in this time. God'll do it. You know, you know, I, I've thought you know about this and, and processed this whole subject. You you can go really all over the world into different countries and cities and, and and places and and families, and it doesn't take long until you know where that group puts their trust. And it happens when circumstances come in their life, not, not necessarily good, but when panic, fear, those kind of times come into life, in, in their life. When, when that happens, all of a sudden you can see where that stronghold has developed in their life. That The enemy, let me put this way, a stronghold is a place to trust in times of trouble. In the, in the context that we're talking about, it is where the demonic can hide in a person's castle. The castle being our lives. And we're talking about our thought life, the systems, the pattern. Let me read it again. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, I'll say it again, they're not skills, they're not talents, they're not nuclear bombs, and they're not, they're, they're not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets, sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Again, thinking incorrectly that the things that the enemy feeds us, it becomes a safe place uh, for the pattern of thoughts, the system of thoughts, the, the software to run over and over. This is just what I believe. I, I've talked to people and they go, I know it's not godly. I know it's not the word of God, but that's, that's what I believe. And you can look at them and, What? but they're leaning on their own understanding. There is a way that seems, and that's what's so bad about deceiving. Deception is always seems right. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Again, a bad thought. It's just a thought against somebody. The demonic hides in those thought systems. Oh, wow. yeah. the, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. They're, they're divine. So, so the, the thoughts that go through our mind every day, literally thousands of them, possibly if you're a female, millions of them. <laughs> they're, they're just hitting you, hitting you, hitting you. Somebody says something. Wrong communication and body language. And all of a sudden, a thought comes into your mind. He doesn't like me. I don't like her. Why don't I like her? I don't even know why I don't. If you sit down and say, what did you? I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's a stronghold that is developed in your life that's playing over and over. Somebody can do something and you can actually look at them and say, I forgive you. But then taking the action to forgive them is all another story. Oh, yeah. wow. See, so Let me t- say this. A stronghold, if you can picture in medieval times a stronghold, and we've talked about them before, but these large rocks, blocks, or something seemingly unpenetrable that they would build on top of each other. And in our history, you can think of medieval castles. But there was walls also as, as fortresses that people could hide behind You could think of a a castle, maybe a, I don't know, a description of a movie or a a book that you read, that somebody can move freely inside of the castle, but they cannot be seen from outside. Now listen, a bad thought is like one rock. It's not a system. It is not a stronghold. A stronghold is that one thought that is entertained over and over and it begins to be built upon to change the way that you think, which changes behavior. Hey, have you ever heard anybody that says, I don't go to church because my mom drugged me to church? You think that could be a stronghold in his life or her life? Again, the demonic hides in the thought systems of our life. Whatever sets itself up against God. Now now watch this. It's not the existence of God. Come on now. Even the demons believe there's a God in fear and in tremble. The, The enemy doesn't come. Now again, he can come against younger people. That's why we have youth ministers. That's why we support missionaries that are part of college universities, because at that point, the professor can get up and go, Does God really exist? And everybody goes, I don't know. (laughs) And he begins to reason and reason. And people that have been in church that have believed in God go, You know what, mom? I don't know if God even exists. Why does it happen at a university? Because the culture that's around there is fertile for strongholds to develop in a person's life and it seems so right. Not the existence of God, but whatever sets itself up against the knowledge of God, the Word of God. This is what's right for you. It's always great to watch the comments on the Facebook group. Can you fix the sound? We're, we can't hear it anymore. Is that right? Hope that you can hear it online today. But again, a bad thought is a hiding place, a pattern of thinking that begins, then you begin to think that this is the way it should be. If you're... Self as a mature Christian could look into the future it's somehow a stronghold developing in your life you would take yourself by the nap of the neck and say straighten up but because you are there at the moment you even can pride yourself on knowing now a little bit more than everybody else now, now watch this It can become a thread, a pattern of thinking that wars against the knowledge of God. If you're writing this down, this is a revelation that came to me and through another minister. Listen to this. Fear will always attract whatever information that is needed to legitimize its existence. Let me say it again. Fear will always attract... You could take a picture of that. Let me start over. Fear will always attract whatever information that is needed to legitimize its existence. Why are you fearful? Well, the reason I'm fearful is this, this, and this, and this. That, 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 everybody in agreement with me? That's why I should be in fear. And if you're not in fear, come on now. Can, can, how can I talk you into that I'm okay, that I'm in fear? That's what fear does in our lives. But also jealousy and resentment does the same thing. It begins to attract. Let me look for it. I've got this little file folder over here, and anything that you know that that I can see and oh yeah, that's a good thought. Why I should be in fear. That's why I should be jealous. That's why I should be in resentment against that person. They don't they don't minister to me. They don't minister to my kids. They they say good things about my wife, but they say bad things about me, you know, all the things. Fear will always try to look for and attract those things that will legitimize it. That's a stronghold that's developing in your life. Now, now watch this. Here's the next step. If you're a Christian and this begins to happen to you and, and you begin to walk with a stronghold, you'll give it a virtuous name. Because knowledge can puff up. That's what the Word of God says. It, it brings kind of a, uh, an arrogance if you're not careful. And if, if you're walking as a believer and you think that you should be in fear, you, you, can, you can put that virtuous name on that that makes it feel good and sound good. Our church has never been like this. But let me tell you, there's somewhere, somewhere, somewhere that there's a church that the, that the people that have been in the church for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years begin to not allow anybody else to minister in the church because you're not old enough. You've got to be mature. See that virtuous name that, that begins to be a stronghold. That's why the longer that you walk with God, the more tenderness of heart you have to be to the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Paul says this, we sometimes tend to think, this is the message, we sometimes tend to think we know all we need to know to answer these kinds of questions, but sometimes our humble hearts can help us more than our proud minds. We never really know enough until we recognize that God alone knows it all. Now, now, let me, let, let, let's go, let, who wants to go to another level? Now, this is another subject, I mean, a whole nother, another level. <laughs> Th- this is going from, I've been at church for 10 years. No, you've only had one year experience, 10 years in a row, to going to the second year, so to speak. Th- this is a whole nother level, is you and I are good at noticing strongholds in other people's lives. Especially, here's where it's going to get hard here. We need seat belts in these chairs sometimes. We can recognize strongholds in other people's life, especially our wives and our husbands and our children. and that joker, he calls himself my boss. Here's the next, the whole another level. Seeing that stronghold positions you. To, let, let me say it this way. When, when you see it easier in somebody else's life, when you allow a stronghold to develop in your life, not only are you giving it a permission to stay hiding in the background, running in that thought pattern, but you're giving it permission to change your behavior. Stop and think about that. That's the way That's the way that I am. You trying to change the way that I am? No, the Word of God is trying to change the way you are. So, so watch this. When you see it in somebody else's life, don't we all want to go, <laughs> God has placed me here for you to tell you what to do. Pastor, were you in my house? No, I was in my house. Amen. (laughs) Out of the mouth of bees. All right. But listen, we we talk about it a lot as being anointed to solve the problem. Let let me wrap it up by this. And and we'll go on in weeks to come on this subject. But we've been talked about, everybody sees the problem. You know, the, the bird dog. There's a problem. I tell you, there's a problem. Well, go get it. Well, I don't know how to solve the problem. I just point it out. I just tell, where's the boss? Where's the, where's the, the, the there's a problem. And see, when we see a problem in somebody else's life, to realize that you're anointed to be a part of the solution. Did, did you listen to the confession of the song that we sang when you, you're confessing it. I hope that when you worship God that you're confessing it out of your mouth so that your ear will hear your mouth saying those songs. But the, talking about the love of God and the goodness of God, that He will, uh, you know, climb a mountain. He will, you know, uh, kick down a wall. Doesn't that sound like a stronghold a wall? Kick it down. But here's the one I love. He will tear down. He'll tear every lie. That's a, a stronghold is a safe place for the demonic thought to develop a system in your life that is a lie. It sets itself up against the knowledge, not the existence. The, the, the existence is, you know, the devil in a red rubber suit with a pitchfork. That's obvious. You're not going to get me on that. I'm, I'm, I, I know God exists. But the stronghold, that the things that he can hide is the knowledge. Does God really know what's good for you? Even to the point of a stronghold can be talking about the worth of who God says you are in him. I'm never going to be any good. I'm not that good. I'm not tall enough. I'm not short enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm too heavy. I did this. I didn't go to college. I didn't. All that can be a stronghold that develops even out of false humility that someone says, I'm just humble. No! You have a stronghold that is developed and it's in your system of thinking that says you'll never amount. If you'll allow the Word of God to take hold of your life, that thought pattern will change. There's people that will say, I, I, don't, I don't let anybody speak into my life. That's why I don't go to church. I don't need a pastor. Stronghold. The Word of God says, do not forsake the assembly together of each other. They say, no, well, I don't need a pastor because I just read the Bible and that's good enough for me. Chances are there's a stronghold that is developing in your life that you won't allow the Word of God through somebody else to be spoken over you. 2021 has the most potential because why? We hope, we don't know anything about what's going to happen in March or July, but we can hope in January that it don't look anything like 2020 in those bad things. As we talked about, 2020 has been pretty good for the Millers, and you can talk about But here's what I want to end today's message. We just went through a whole series on hope. And, and hope in the future gives us power in the present. The, the greatest stronghold that will develop really in our lives will come when we begin to look at that problem has no solution. We lose hope and therefore we take it out of the hands of God and we blame the character of the person or the, you know, the situation. It just, now nobody here would, that's a believer would say, well, God can't do that because we believe God can do anything. It is in fleshing it out and believing that he can do anything. Well, You don't know my wife. God knows your wife. God knows our community. Do do you hear? In our community, as right now, the president is about ready to change and he doesn't believe in all the things the last president. I don't know if I can make it. Don't allow that stronghold to develop in your life. But here's what you're anointed to do. Lick your pen, sharpen your pencil, write this down, think about this. Begin praying that revelation, uh, recognition of the revelation of the word of God begins to develop in your husband, your wife, your president's life. That again, that that pattern of thinking that the enemy has built a stronghold, that God's word can come into that situation and bring light in that dark place, light up that shadow. I want the ushers to pass out this uh, handout. And again, I wanted you to have something to take with you this morning as you take home. Somebody can take a picture of it and put it on our Facebook group for all those people that are home. I'd appreciate that. Uh, but here's what it says. It is the lyrics to the last song that I'm going to have the worship team in a few minutes. Why, why don't you guys come on up? But don't be distracted as I talk just for a few minutes. I know they're beautiful people and hard to be not distracted, but anyway. the 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 piece of paper that I'm handing out I put a scripture, Psalms 9 verse 3. It says, the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed. A stronghold in times of trouble. See, God can be our stronghold. And when we get into these places where we think that there is no hope, we run to our God. It says, those who know your name, trust in you for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. And I, I wrote down the confession. And sometimes when I do this, the people say, why do you do that? Because I want you to read it out loud. And, and you can go into your closet, lock the door of your room, into the closet, lock the door, put your you know, head into a shoebox. I don't care that anybody hears you except you. And that's what a confession is. And this is a confession. I choose to believe. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a follower of Jesus, I choose. Listen, it's a choice. It's a behavior. I choose to believe. I put my trust in him and will not let thoughts develop a stronghold against his direction for my life. Now, now you, you can read the words on this song as we sing it again. But a lot of times what I was, when I was praying, I think a lot of times if I said at home, why don't you sing this song, Raise a Hallelujah. You, you might go, Because I I can't remember words all the time either. All we know is just the highlights. But I have it here so you can take home and maybe this becomes your confession. Listen, in the presence of my enemy, I'm going to do this. I'm going to raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to praise God because praise is a weapon of warfare. My weapon is a melody. Heaven has come to fight for me. Listen, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Some of us are waiting until we get out. I don't have anything to sing about. When you realize that the answer's on the way, you do. Again, it's part of the hope that gives you power in the present. And I would read the rest of this, but you know what's better? What if we just sang it? Why don't you stand... And we're going to join in singing this song. Mm